This is the RV Road and Camping Show, episode 005, What About Service? In five, four, three, two. It's America's favorite podcast, the RV Road and Camping Show, on the go, go, go. about the weather where you are, but the weather around these parts ain't too bad, as they say. Hey, it's time for you to start up those RVs, hook up those trailers, and go, go, go camping. Welcome back, my good friends, to another informative edition of the RV Road and Camping Show. I'm Eddie Edwards, your host. Let me ask you a question. Have you noticed any improvement in your ability to schedule a timely service appointment at your local RV dealerships yet? I already know what your response is probably going to be, and the answer is a big fat no. How did I know you ask? Well, because... I'm also experiencing being denied timely service and have discussed this very same issue with dozens upon dozens of RV owners throughout the year while camping. So, why won't this headache go away? Why can't we get our RVs serviced in a more timely manner? Remember when you purchased your RV and those slick, smooth-talking salespeople promise that you would be in the best of hands when it came to service? They promised worry-free, no-hassle service, didn't they? They said we could take our RVs to any dealer, no matter where in the state or country, for service, didn't they? Well, I continue to blame those dealers and manufacturers who can't seem to stand behind their pledge. They can't blame COVID anymore. Aren't you sick and tired of the same old excuses when it comes to getting your RV serviced? Remember them saying this, the parts are back-ordered, we have a shortage of technicians, you didn't purchase your RV from us, so we're unable to service it here, and so on. I'm sick of it, and I know you are too. It's my opinion that we really can't trust what many of these dealerships are telling us anymore. All I've heard in the past few years was how the service departments were going to get out of the blame game and change for the better and improve service by hiring more techs and ensuring better training. Coming up on today's podcast, I have an interesting and knowledgeable guest representing one of the largest RV technical schools in the country, who will discuss how they are trying to help fill the tech void. Yes, we need more and better trained RV techs to service the hundreds of thousands of RVs sold every year. Now, on this podcast also will be a representative from FMCA, the Family Motor Coach Association. Who are they, some of you might ask? With over 500,000 RV memberships issued since 1963, 
They're in the business of looking out for RV owners through a number of programs and benefits, including its very popular roadside assistance and tire purchasing programs, plus so many more. What caught my interest after stumbling onto their website was that they're also looking out for the rights of us RVers. Thank God somebody out there actually cares about us. That and more when the RV Road and Camping Show returns. You're listening to the RV Road and Camping Show. Do you own an RV? Are you frustrated with dealers and manufacturers who, when it's time for repairs, turn their backs on you and perhaps won't even return your calls? Well, fret no more because the RV Road and Camping Show wants to hear from you. Send your story to thervroadandcampingshow.com and don't forget to include a contact number. Now, back to Eddie. I've got to get something off my chest. A while back while reading my favorite online RV publication, rvtravel.com, they published a letter to the editor. A reader threatening to unsubscribe from the free publication referred to it, and I quote, as an echo chamber for lambasting the industry. The letter writer went on and said, The RV industry has some major issues, but to be honest, we all signed up for those issues when we bought our RVs. End quote. Ladies and gentlemen, I ask you, did we? The letter writer said once again that we all knew and signed up for the industry's service setbacks when we purchased our RVs. Who the hell are they referring to? No one in their right mind would buy a brand new or used RV costing tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and even millions of dollars and say, oh, oh, don't worry, it's okay. I heard that a number of RV service departments ignore phone calls and don't even give a damn about honoring service commitments. We don't really care that RV service departments across the country still keep turning many of us away when we need repairs, especially during the height of camping season. The person in their letter to the editor had to be joking. The letter writer might be his or her own mechanic, but I think most of us can agree that we need dealers to stand behind their promises of service. If you own a GM, Ford, or Dodge, truck or car, and need service, you can make an appointment sometimes on the very same day you call. You can also take it to any dealership across the country, and they'll gladly schedule you in, usually within a day or two of that call. Yes, the RV industry can take a lesson from the auto industry, especially when it comes to service. Here are a few comments from a couple of RVers I met while camping who read that letter uh, to the editor. First up, here's Dwayne. It's going to be followed by Kyle. I think he's off base. The amount of money that a person pays for one of these RVs is a lot of cash. Uh, it's like a house. Uh, you don't expect moving into a brand new home and having the refrigerator not working, the water not coming through, your electricity's not working. Uh, you don't plan for that. You don't. Pl- you plan. You pay money to get something nice. And you have a nice rig, you have a nice house on wheels, and you expect everything to work. You would think they would have gone through some checks and making sure everything worked before they even given it to you. And the problem is they don't. They let you, you're the test vehicle, you're the, you're the dummy. <laughs> you picked it up and you find out what's wrong and you bring it back to them, which is unfortunate. 
I think that's kind of silly to expect someone buying a product to know everything about that product when they buy it. I think that maybe someone that is on their second, third, or fourth RV, they might know what they're doing and you can expect them to know more. But a lot of people are first-time RV owners and you can't expect them to know everything about their RV when they buy it. There's no way they know the problems with delays in getting service and all those, the scheduling and all that kind of stuff. There's no way you can expect anybody to know that. I did not buy my RV to become a mechanic, but rather I bought it to enjoy on the road and as often as I can. Like most of you, I rely on the dealerships and manufacturers for service. My motto is, if you're in the business to sell RVs, you've got to do a better job of servicing them. The way we remedy the mechanic RV technician shortage is for dealers to stop making the same old tired excuses once again and to immediately recruit more techs. They need to send them to technical schools where they can get expert training and certification. The industry must also be prepared to improve their pay and benefits if they're truly serious about retaining their workforce. Later in today's show, you'll hear from one of my guests who represents one of the top RV training schools in the country. He'll address the RV industry's service troubles and what they're doing to help. We'll be right back. Opinions shared on the RV Road and Camping Show podcast are solely of the host and his guests. Opposing viewpoints are always invited and will be given the utmost consideration for airing. Send them with your name, a return address, and phone number to eddie at the rvroadandcampingshow.com or send to P.O. Box 1955, Cranberry, Pennsylvania, 16066. It's time for a Spotlight on Campsites. This week's feature is Pima Tuning State Park. A popular vacation destination, Pima Tuning State Park is located on the Pennsylvania-Ohio state border. Pima Tuning is well known for its superb outdoor activities for RVers and campers alike. The 17,000-plus acre lake offers a number of boat launching areas, seasonal docks, and some of the finest fishing in the area. Visitors will also find a large shady campground with a number of lakeside views. And if you like roughing it, you won't find a better place to do it. The family campground offers full hookups, clean restrooms and shower facilities, rental cabins that sleep two to four, a camping store, picnic pavilions, and a beach for those hot sunny days. You've got to see this place to believe it. Pima Tuning is one of the most visited state parks on either side of the border. To contact the Ohio side of the lake and campground located in Andover, Ohio, Call 440-261-4551. For the Jamestown, Pennsylvania side, call 724-932-3142 or visit the Pima Tuning website. Hey, what are you waiting for? Start planning your next trip today for Pima Tuning State Park, spelled P-Y-M-A-T-U-N-I-N-G. That's all for now for Spotlight on Campsites. Listening to the RV Road and Camping Show, Eddie Edwards. The RV industry has grown at such a rapid pace that the need once again for skilled technicians is so critical that if more isn't done to recruit and train applicants to fill the thousands of vacancies across the country, RV owners like you and I will be left holding the keys 
to units we cannot use. Personally, I have to drive to Decatur, Indiana, some 300 miles away from my home, in order to have my RV serviced by the Rev Group, manufacturer of my Fleetwood Bounder, because local dealers aren't able and or refuse to schedule me an appointment. The reason for not scheduling me an appointment is the same as many of you have experienced. If you didn't buy it from us, we can't help you. Or they may say this, we don't service anything over seven years old. Or they'll say, try calling us again in six months. Totally ridiculous. Look, I've said this time and time again in earlier podcasts. I'm not here to bash the RV industry, but rather to promote it. RVing is a great lifestyle. I just want the industry to keep its promises to us. I love my RV and I love camping. My mission is to better inform you and to help make prospective new owners aware of some of the service and warranty madness they may encounter. Here's what happens when some dealers take shortcuts because they don't staff enough well-trained technicians. Listen to what happened to Beth after she and her husband retired and bought their brand new trailer. Charge about $900 to do a prep fee. And we paid that, not knowing recently in the last 17 years that that wasn't a thing everywhere. We paid that prep fee, but then come to find out, we pick up the RV, we go camping, our levelers, our automatic leveling doesn't work. We don't have a furnace. Um, we have a slide out that won't slide out. So we have a number of issues. We call them. Of course, no one can help us on the weekend. And we return back to the dealer. They tell us they fixed everything. We go out camping again about three weeks later. Another issue. We have a problem with the hot water tank. We have another problem with the slide out. I mean, it was constant, one thing after another, and we kept having to return the RV every single time we came back from a camping trip. I finally got to the point where I requested um, my $900 back because I didn't feel like they prepped anything. Wow. Were you listening? Did you hear what she said happened? Her brand new trailer on the family's very first outing broke down, and It did it again on the second trip, and again on the third trip. So she demanded that the so-called inspection fee be returned. I'll take a guess and say that her dealership was understaffed, which is why they missed a number of checkpoints, causing the breakdowns. After some heated exchanges, the dealer did agree to return her $900. By the way, I don't think anyone should ever have to pay for a so-called inspection for delivery of their new RV. I think the dealership should bear those costs. After all, they have the responsibility to ensure that your RV is safe to operate. Jim, also from the Pittsburgh area, bought a new trailer from an out-of-state RV dealer who guaranteed him that he could use his RV warranty if needed Anywhere in the country. I said, anywhere in the United States. Boy, was he in for a surprise. Uh, we started off that whenever we first picked it up, it was actually delivered. We uh, purchased it out of Michigan, and it was delivered to our site. 
and there was some things right off the back bat that was just cosmetic. The roof had ripples in it in the front. Um, some other things that we seen that that wasn't lined up right. The doors were crooked, and uh, as we just kept on looking at it, it just kept on. I mean, just ton of things that just were just poorly made and designed. Um, we did get a hold of uh, the dealers. They said, you know, it's it's under warranty, so you could take it anywhere in the world. Well, that's not the truth, because we didn't purchase it from them. They didn't want to work on it. So that made it kind of hard there to try to get the work done. Um, once we uh, got back with the manufacturer and nobody didn't want to work it here, well, they said, well, you're going to have to take it back up to where we bought it in Michigan. So we did take it back up to Michigan, and it turned out worse than what we took it up there with. In, what, we're not, in what way? Um, I mean, the, just the work that they did was very poor. They didn't really get the roof uh, fixed that had ripples in the roof. They were still there. The, the pieces weren't put on right on the side. Uh, I mean, we left them a laundry list, and I mean, it just it was just deplorable. RV attorney Ron Burge says, unfortunately for Jim, RV warranties aren't what they seem to be. Some dealers may not even honor them because, as I mentioned earlier, they are understaffed and too busy with their own local customers. People think that, uh, and they're often told exactly that, that, you know, don't worry, this is, this is a factory warranty, you can get it fixed anywhere. But that is actually one of the problems that was discovered by the Recreational Vehicle Industry Association in doing that survey I was talking about and the study they did. One of the problems is the fact that with dealers, they will give preferential treatment to who bought it from them. Anybody else goes to the end of the line, however long that line might be. And already it takes too long to get repairs done. Uh, part of this problem, though, is sources from the notion that you can buy an RV over the Internet or out of state, and it's, it's going to give you just the same sort of a result. And that's not necessarily true because of this you-didn't-buy-it-here problem that ad- that is the attitude of a lot of dealers. Uh, when, when people ask me about it, I always tell them that you should always buy local And the reason for that is because when you write a letter or you make a phone call or you send in an email, you're just somebody who can electronically disappear with a hit of a key on a keyboard. When you stand in the showroom, you're somebody they want to take care of. It's a whole different way of treating the customer. Uh, You only get that because you can take the time to go drive to the dealer that you bought it from and stand in the showroom and start arguing for your rights to make them do what's right for you. By the way... I'll provide you with Attorney Burge's contact information at the end of the podcast, should you ever have a problem and need an attorney whose specialty is RV law. We'll be right back. You're listening to the RV Road and Camping Show. Do you own an RV? Are you frustrated with dealers and manufacturers who, when it's time for repairs, turn their backs on you and perhaps won't even return your calls? Well, fret no more, because the RV Road and Camping Show wants to hear from you. Send your story to thervroadandcampingshow.com, and don't forget to include a contact number. Now, back to Eddie. On now to Todd Henson, Director of Education and Elite Technical Instructor at the National RV Training Academy. 
located in Athens, Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a dire need for more candidates to become RB techs. Most of the problems discussed thus far on the show would go away if there were more RV technicians employed. By the way, if you know of someone in need of a job or career change, there is plenty of opportunity in this field. After training in most cases, one can find immediate employment at dealerships throughout the nation. My task is to help in the recruitment effort by using this program to put a spotlight on the shortage. The National RV Training Academy is one of few technical schools offering RV certification training. These guys are so good at what they do that a number of dealerships send workers to the academy for extended education and training. It all started with one man's dream. The National RV Training Academy born uh, was born out of an idea from uh, Mr. Terry Cooper, who happens to be my father-in-law. He used to teach at TSTC College in Waco, Texas, and uh, decided to go out on his own, where he would actually just uh, teach individuals who were RVers. Um, primarily in the beginning was to how to inspect the RV before you purchase it. A lot of people would reach out to him saying, "Hey, you're you know you're the." Um, Texas RV professor, we're about to buy an RV. We know nothing about this, but the curtains look pretty. Can you show us how to look at you know this RV and make an informed decision? So, for uh, about four years, we started off training individuals to become certified inspectors. They didn't have to turn wrenches, but we taught them how the system should work, and then point out when the system doesn't work, and refer it to a technician. Um, we traveled around uh, for about four years, and what we found out is is every place that we would go, the next year, it's harder and harder to get into these RV parks. They, they kind of switched their model from having a lot of overnight stays to more monthly stays. And so we decided to go ahead and purchase an RV park um, in Athens, Texas, just happened to be available, and build uh, our facility here. So we now have a 20,000-square-foot facility and um, now we can actually do hands-on training. So we work with the industry. We have probably about $3 million worth of um, uh, equipment in here that we train uh, with for not only inspectors now, but also for technicians. So been at it for here at the facility for about three and a half, four years. The dealerships are licking their chops, taking in record profits year after year. The question is, are they reinvesting some of those dollars into training and hiring? The National RV Training Academy was founded by a group of former workers of the industry who clearly saw a need to provide comprehensive training for today's technicians. We have 11 million RVers. The, the most recent numbers uh, right at uh, pre-COVID, about 11 million households in the uh, United States um, own RVs. From there, just looking at the uh, uh, RVIA, we had about 2,500 certified technicians. And so the uh, just the number of uh, skilled and trained technicians uh, far, I mean, was far below just the serviceability. I mean, just on average, if you, you know, take in your RV to the dealership to have it worked on, you can expect to almost lose a season. So... Um, being the RV industry is about 50 years behind the auto industry, there there wasn't very many schools, um, and primarily they were, you know, the schools that are here was just for 
um, dealerships, right? And so the dealerships would do some of their personal training, what they call on-the-job training, and then they would send them off to a school for the test. We decided that model really didn't work, so we decided to do both, where we can go ahead and certify them, but train them um, on almost all components, you know, so therefore there's no specific brand. One of the limitations we have with dealerships is that they only sell two or three brands, and those technicians only know, you know, the components that go in those brands of models that they're selling. Training courses at the National RV Training Academy are hands-on, in addition to classroom instruction, similar to what one might experience inside union trade schools. Well, you have to be almost a jack of all trades. Uh, the RV has uh, two different um, uh, electrical systems, so we got to teach them both the the 12-volt electrical system as well as the 120-volt electrical system. Um, there's plumbing involved, so we got to teach them plumbing. Uh, propane is a, a big um, uh, thing with the RV space, so we got to teach them uh, propane. So you have the three major systems uh, that we teach them. And then from there, we break it up into the large appliances. Um, we'll do some training for the uh, refrigerator, uh, re- training for the air conditioner, um, training on the water heaters and furnaces. We'll kind of combine those. And then we get into the exterior uh, of the RV. Now, typically what we don't train on is, you know, how to repair a hole in the RV. There's already a kind of a, a large industry that handles that. But all the components that are put in at the OEM level that's what we train to. The things that can cause a major breakdown uh, or inconvenience for the RV owner. Yes, sir. So, oh, uh, go ahead. From there, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, from there, uh, you know, whether they become certified or they can, you know, each class typically is a week. So, I teach what we call the fundamentals and I introduce them to electricity, uh, teaching them Ohm's Law and Watt's Law, how to use the multimeter. Uh, and basically how to diagnose if it's electrical problem, because 80% of the RV runs off of electricity in some sort. Um, and typically that's a, a week-long class. If they decide to move forward, then they'll take a week-long class in each one of those uh, categories I just mentioned. So a week-long class on air conditioning, a week-long class on refrigeration, a week-long class on water heaters and furnaces, and then finally a week-long class on exteriors, getting into the hydraulics and the leveling systems, the slide-outs. I've been RVing for a long time. After meeting a number of people employed in the RV service industry over the past 20 years, they have expressed a need once again for their employers to focus in on pay and benefits for technicians. In order to attract and retain skilled workers, Salaries must be competitive. If dealerships are to stand behind their promise of quality service, they must improve stagnant wages in order to retain current workers. The good news is a great number of them have. Todd said, get this, that there are only about 2,500 certified RV technicians in all of the country to service the millions of RVs on the road. That's crazy. The price to go through the, t- uh, the schooling is half that as if they were to you know, become a, a, a welder or HVAC um, you know, trained or whatnot. So the opportunity is amazing. And it'll probably be, from what we can run, it'll be another 10 years before we can even you know, begin to take care of the 11 million that are out there. So that way they're not having to wait. 
Yeah, that's right. I started to say most can start work once uh, uh, classes are done. Most can start work somewhere right away. Yes, sir. They do have that opportunity. Unlike some of the in-house instructional programs where they train workers only on the models they sell, the National RV Training Academy focuses on accreditation for all models. Applicants may qualify for tuition benefit programs. If you know of someone interested in a rewarding career as a RV technician, visit the National RV Training Academy website for more information or call 903-386-0444. The RV Road and Camping Show wants to do what it can to promote employment opportunities in the exciting world of RVing. Next, over 500,000 RVers have memberships with the Family Motor Coach Association. So, what's the attraction? Find out when we return. Welcome to Spotlight on Campsites. If you've ever wanted to get away from it all and park your RV along the sandy beaches of the Pacific Ocean, then head to Highway 1 and on to Sonoma Coast State Park. Campers who dream to be right on the beach with ocean views will be thrilled with their scenic surroundings. Visitors enjoy exploring the coast, watching for wildlife, nearby fishing, photography, bird watching, and even hang gliding. For a feeling of serenity and spectacular sunsets, this small public campground can't be beat. You must plan well ahead to reserve one of the 27 beach campsites that will no doubt leave you with memories to last a lifetime. It's important to note that Wright's Beach is for self-contained RVs. Wright's Beach, one of America's highly rated beach campsites, is located in Bodega Bay, California. For more information, visit their website or call 707-875-3483. This has been Spotlight on Campsites. The Family Motor Coach Association is the world's largest not-for-profit association for RV owners. Headquartered in Cincinnati, Ohio, FMCA, as it's often referred to, has issued over a whopping 500,000 memberships since 1963 to families who look to the association as their source of information about all facets of RV ownership and travel. The reason I decided to feature FMCA is simply because I wish I had known about them before I purchased my first RV some 20 years ago. As someone who had absolutely no prior RV knowledge or experience back then, FMCA would have given me better insight into the world I knew very little about. With RV ownership numbers exploding in recent years, we'll explore the many ways such a club can be of benefit to today's RV owner. The Family Motor Coach Association also acts as a lobby for its members. Aaron White is membership director. FMCA, unlike our competitors, uh, we are a little bit um, in a group all of our own. Uh, we are a nonprofit uh, organization. Uh, so our competitors that are for profit, um, you know, probably have a, a bigger expense budget that they can, you know, shell out for marketing. Um, however, our marketing team um, has done great things in regards to getting us out on social media, um, getting us in publications, um, doing podcasts like you've uh, invited me to to attend today with you. 
Um, but we also, uh, within the past few years, have gotten with uh, RV manufacturers and dealers, uh, and some of them have gotten on board with providing um, the purchasers of new RVs um, information pertaining to an FMCA membership. And in fact, some have even opted to cover the cost of the first year of membership for someone who comes to their dealership to purchase an RV from them. Uh, so that absolutely, you know, does help us spread the word. Um, but again, you know, it, it's a it's an ongoing battle. We, we try our best to get our name out there. Um, and, you know, we think that probably our best form of advertisement uh, obviously would be our members. Um, and you can find them you know, running up and down the roads, um, and probably the easiest way to recognize them would be our FMCA member plate. Uh, each of our members are assigned an individual number, membership number, um, and we encourage our members to display those uh, membership placards on their RVs. Um, you know, it's really a good conversation starter. If you come to a campground and you are an FMCA member and possibly see a, a member plate displayed on someone else's RV. Uh, just another another way that we can advertise for us. The Family Motor Coach Association holds two conventions every year for its members, where thousands will travel from across the country to take part. I wanted to know what goes on. Um, usually our attendance, uh, we, we look to usually have around 2,000 and up um, of RVs uh, on site. Uh, we just had just a... Um, a few weeks ago, actually in March, uh, we hosted our 106th international convention in Perry, Georgia. Uh, now, FMCA uh, National Headquarters, we host two international conventions per year. Uh, our next one will be coming up in August, and that will be in Gillette, Wyoming. Uh, but basically, uh, we offer um, different seminars, um, RV driving classes, um, backing classes, a two-and-a-half-day two course uh, we refer to as RV Basics. Um, that is, you know, something that the members can opt to purchase. Uh, they arrive to the fairgrounds before the convention starts um, for a two-and-a-half-day course of information, topics, an overwhelming uh, bunch of information for things related to the RV lifestyle. Um, but basically, uh, when FMCA arrives to the town where we're hosting our convention, um, we take over the fairgrounds as normally, um, you know, the sites we choose because we do need a, a large area with buildings uh, to host our seminars, our entertainments, our vendors, um, and then, of course, you know, the space to park all of our RVs. Um, but uh, usually, like I said, we have around 2,000 plus RVs that show up um, and camp for about a week's time. Um, and it, uh, you know, is, is pretty incredible to see, you know, a fairgrounds go from just that to basically a, a city of RVers uh, within just a couple of days of parking. FMCA publishes its own RV magazine, which is provided free to its members, as well as a number of other benefits that, when you're on the road in an emergency situation, will certainly come in handy. Aaron explains. All FMCA members, um, with their paid membership, they do receive an issue each month of the magazine that we publish, and that's Family RVing Magazine. Um, it is available to them both in a physical copy and digital, but it is uh, full of information related to things going on within the RV industry, lifestyle, um, you know, if there's been recalls, uh, plus, you know, just other miscellaneous things that, you know, most RVers would find value in. 
Um, now, also included uh, with our membership is what we refer to as the FMC Assist Program. Um, and what that is, it's basically a, an emergency medical evacuation program uh, that would go into effect as long as you were 75 miles from home. Uh, now, for our full-time RVers, uh, you would always be considered as 75 miles from home. So uh, the peace of mind of knowing that you have that coverage, you know, while you're out enjoying the RV lifestyle um, is pretty incredible. And again, that is baked in with your member dues. Uh, so there is no additional charge, you know, for that type of coverage and that policy that comes with your membership. Um, now, some of the other, you know, discount or benefits uh, that are offered, um, you know, through an FMCA membership, uh, we've got discount avenues for, uh, again, the roadside policy, um, RV insurance, uh, discounts on purchasing of tires for your RVs, uh, light trucks, passenger vehicles, as well as trailer tires for our fifth wheel and travel trailer owners. Um, and then also, uh, as an FMCA member, uh, you have access to what we refer to as the FMCA University. Um, and what that is, uh, through our online account, um, you would be able to access decades of RV knowledge uh, in one location, uh, go through the little courses online, take tests, uh, but all of the content is provided by industry-leading RV experts. Uh, so if Chances are you, you've got a plumbing issue or, or something wrong with your, your refrigerator. Uh, there's going to be a section within that FMCA university that can help you troubleshoot and kind of uh, make you aware of things that, that may come down the road um, and prepare you on how to react in those types of situations. FMCA members can be found all across the U.S. and Canada. Perhaps one of the most important benefits of membership is the camaraderie and friendships that develop among people enjoying the RV lifestyle. Um, and another great thing um, that's a, a big part of FMCA, Ed, are our chapters. Um, now, FMCA as a whole, we cover um, all of North America. Uh, the majority of our members are within the United States. So we do have a, a, a pretty decent-sized group of Canadian members as well. Um, now, our uh, chapters are uh, broken up of all FMCA members um, in different areas, whether it be, you know, the Northeast area, uh, Rocky Mountain area, Great Lakes area, but uh, they are smaller groups of active FMCA members uh, that just have like-minded interests, whether it be, you know, music or um, it could be the, the brand or model of coach that you own, um, you know, things of that nature. Um, and the good thing about the chapters is, you know, they caravan around, um, they host rallies uh, throughout the year at different locations, um, but it kind of really solidifies the, the fact that the F uh, in FMCA for family is a, a big part of what our organization is about. You know, members getting together, the fellowship of, of seeing each other, uh, the camaraderie, um, and, you know, traveling around in groups and just having a good time enjoying the RV lifestyle. For more information, you can contact the Family Motor Coach Association at fmca.com or by calling 513-474-3622. Check out their website to see how they're working on your behalf to make your RVing experience a fun and exciting one. By the way, I'll be calling Aaron shortly because I want my membership I'm going to sign up and become an FMCA member.
Opinions shared on the RV Road and Camping Show podcast are solely of the host and his guests. Opposing viewpoints are always invited and will be given the utmost consideration for airing. Send them with your name, a return address, and phone number to eddie at the RV Road and Camping Show dot com or send to P.O. Box 1955, Cranberry, Pennsylvania, 16066. You're listening to the RV Road and Camping Show. Wow, you mean our show is up? It's time to go. Time flies, doesn't it? Our mission is to cut through the misinformation and BS. Remember to do your research before you buy an RV. And chances are, you'll be able to enjoy many, many, many years of RVing and family outings. If you have something to say about today's podcast, you can send your comments to me, Eddie, that's E-D-D-I-E, Eddie at the RV Road and Camping Show.com. You'll also find the phone numbers for the RV attorney Ron Burge at our website, as well as contact information for the National RV Training Academy and the Family Motor Coach Association. Don't forget to pass the word. Pass the word to a friend that the RV Road and Camping Show podcast is now available for them to enjoy. It's time, folks, to start up those engines, hook up those trailers, and go, go, go camping. See you next time.